You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in around the world. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. This is The Remnant. You're tuned in to the radio broadcast, and we are here to talk about issues of the day from a Christian worldview that most people will not talk about. I don't know why. I mean, I can think of some reasons why I would maybe think why they don't talk. They probably don't want to get all the the letters and the hate mail and uh, the people that come against me and all that nonsense. But it sure would be nice if more people would talk about these things because these are very pressing issues in our time. And I know you want to hear pastors talking about these things. I know that you want Christian leaders to be addressing the reality of our situation in our world uh, because I hear it everywhere I go. Uh, People say, I wish more pastors would speak up. So anyway, we're here. I want to talk about the economic challenges in our country and how these could be rectified even now as we are approaching what some like to call the hockey stick moment. And I'll get into a little bit more about what that means in just a minute. But we are in a very turbulent time from an economic standpoint. And uh, it's not being discussed. I'm I'm not even seeing that many in the Christian world even mentioning it. Uh, But it's not being discussed in general on the mainstream corporate media. And yet we're in a very dire situation. Uh, If you're looking at the headlines, if you're digging into the news, and, and I'm not talking about the mainstream corporate media. I'm just talking about if you're somebody who is looking at the debt ceiling being constantly raised, looking at inflationary numbers, uh, looking at uh, just the bond market. I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on liquidity in the bond market, but I definitely understand at some capacity uh, the dynamics and the importance of a healthy structure in this area in the financial sector. And what we're seeing is a lot of cracks in the ceiling We're seeing a lot of countries that are now doing bilateral trade deals outside of the U.S. dollar, including Saudi Arabia, which, by the way, there was a headline, I think, the other day that Joe Biden was going to challenge Saudi Arabia. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, I understand if there's a country that's doing something against our interest, we do need to challenge them. But you got to understand that the Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, the Saudi Arabian government is basically the the holder of the key to the petrodollar. And ever since Nixon took the U.S. dollar off the global reserve, you know, we basically had the petrodollar system, and which means that you can only trade oil in U.S. dollars and then to whatever currency it is. Like, for instance, if it was Russia, it would be the Russian ruble into U.S. dollars and then oil. Now, we know Russia has become a leading oil-producing country, and so they're not doing that, at least not at this point, at any high level. Um you know, countries like China are now using the yuan and they're going around the dollar in bilateral trade deals uh, with nations like Saudi Arabia and OPEC nations. And, and this just goes on and on. And then you have the BRICS, you know, the uh, Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China, and South Africa. And then there's other countries that are joining that. I talked a little bit about that on the podcast the other day with Clay Clark. So uh, what does this all mean, you know, in lay terms? Like, what does this mean? Well, it means that we could very well see some major disruptions in the global economy and in our own country 
in the very near future. And I'm talking like in the next couple of months. And I'm not saying this as a prophetic word. I'm saying this as just looking at the stats and understanding where we are on the timeline. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, the hockey stick moment, what that is, is that is um, the moment where the debt becomes so unbearable that we start going into a hyperinflationary cycle. And that is where it looks like we're going. So I wanted to talk about, now first, at the end of the show, I'm going to get into some hope here because I don't want to just give you all bad news. And there is a tremendous amount of hope. So stay tuned for that. And hopefully I'll interject that in as I speak here as well. Um, But, you know, I want to cover a lot of different things. So I put together a 10-point plan. Now, many of you have seen it on Facebook. The 10-point plan to stop the U.S. from heading into deep economic turmoil possible future hyperinflation and to turn around the current recession. Now, people say, well, are you running for office? No, I'm not. And I'm not going to run for office unless the Lord were to call me to do so. But I, I really think I have much more influence in my current capacity than if I were somebody in government and I don't really want to run for office. I'll just be real with you. So unless it was something the Lord really put on my heart, my heart is souls. My heart is kingdom. My heart is helping the remnant navigate through this hour and to build us up and, you know, not just prepare us for what's to come, both mentally and spiritually, but also to talk about things that unfortunately many others are not addressing. So I think I like to stay in my lane. I need to stay in my lane. Um, our phones are off the hook. Our emails are unbelievable. I mean, I you know, we do our best. And I, you know, the most important thing to me is when I see an email coming across Uh, of somebody that's in deep need or, you know, there's a a marital issue or, uh, you know, some type of emergency type of situation that requires ministry. I'll just be honest, those are going to get the first response because that is my heart. And at this ministry, that is our number one concern. Again, it's souls. And so even on the radio, you know, as I talk about these things, I want you to understand my mission in life is the Great Commission. And that's to go and make disciples of all the nations. And so that's what we do for the most part. But We have a very unique calling where we do speak to many different areas of of influence and what some would refer to as the seven mountains, but we do need to speak to government. We do need to speak to the economy and, you know, the marketplace and all these different areas because as Christians, we're called to occupy. And what does that look like? What does that mean? Well, that means we go into all areas. We speak from a point of wisdom, and that is the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. And we need to hear from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And we want to make sure we're hearing from the Lord. And we're also operating in what I like to call the Issachar anointing, which is when we discern and understand the times. So that's why I speak to these things. So I'm going to go through 10 points in today's broadcast that I believe would greatly help the U.S. economy, even in the dire state it's in right now, because everybody's saying we have no option. We're going into this inflation. We're going into this recession. And there's nothing we can do about it. The Fed is out of options. Well, that's nonsense. The, the, the government is not out of options. There's definitely things they could do right now that would turn this whole thing around. But we've got to stop having our head in the clouds and, and you know, just wanting our ears tickled that somebody's going to come save us. Uh, the only one that can save us is Jesus, is God. Uh, but I don't think that there's some, you know, elite group of people that are going to come and save us. I think that we are the plan. I think that we need to get into gear. I think this is a time when no Christian can be sitting on the sidelines. We can't be that silent majority that they love to talk about. We have to get involved. We've got to get in the game. And everybody's got a different thing that we bring to the table, and there's different things that we can do. 
Some people are holding Bible studies at their coffee shop. Uh, some people are, you know, raising up young people and, and mentoring young people. Um, there's all different types of things, but the key is to do something. We've got to do something. Some are going to the school board meetings. Uh, some are, you know, pushing back against the drag queen story out. Uh, my friend was going all to, to all the Planned Parenthoods, and he has a ministry, uh, Ken Peters, Pastor Ken Peters, has a ministry called TCAP, which was literally the church at Planned Parenthood. Whatever God puts on your heart, just do something. But we don't want to sit back and do nothing. Some of you, as I often mention, are called to be people that fund the kingdom. And by the way, that's extremely important. We have to have resources financially. We can't do any of this. So that's a huge one. Um, intercessors. Some of you say, well, I don't have anything I can do. I can't leave the house. You know, I, I have a, a medical ailment or whatnot. And, you know, it's just not, I can't get out there. Well, then, you know, pray about being an intercessor. Pray for the ministry. We need a prayer covering. But here's, here's 10 things that we can do right now. So number one, repatriate the U.S. dollar. Peg it back to gold. What do you mean, Pastor Todd? Well, the U.S. dollar is what's known as a fiat currency. It is the global reserve currency, which means it still has the global reserve status. Before the U.S. had the global reserve status, it was Great Britain and the pound sterling that had the global reserve status. They lost that around the time of the Brenton Woods. And uh, when the world had come out of world war, and they needed to have a stable country that had a strong, robust manufacturing sector and an economy that hadn't been decimated by the war. Well, it, lo and behold, it was the United States. You know, we were protected by the oceans and there was no fighting on our soil here in the U.S. And so we were in pretty good shape coming out of World War II. And so they had the Brent Woods Agreement and all the nations of the world got together for the most part and said, yes, the U.S. dollar will be the global reserve. It switched from the British pound sterling. It went to the U.S. dollar and it was backed by gold. And for many, many years, that's the way it was until the U.S. started printing too much and we could no longer trade those dollars in for gold. And so something had to go and the countries were getting anxious and wanting to, uh, you know, get their gold back because uh, they didn't trust us anymore. And so Nixon, along with Henry Kissinger uh, at his side, said, we're going to take the gold off, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar off the gold standard. And this will only be a temporary thing. We're going to temporarily suspend the U.S. tradeability to gold. Well, that temporary has turned into permanent as it's many, many years later and we're still in the same status. And ever since then, we've had this thing called the petrodollar. So right now it's a fiat currency and there's nothing backing it other than oil and our military. At this point, it's really just our military. Some people say it's our economy. Well, our economy certainly isn't in a good position right now. So we're going to discuss this and some more things. Hang tight. This is the Todd Coconado Show. We'll be right back. They search through the galaxy. They've flown through the stars and they've played with the magic. To... All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show on this beautiful Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to Real Talk Radio, 93.3 FM, and all around the world on our apps and on the podcast network. And uh, we're just so thankful that you're here on this Sunday. We're talking about how we could turn this whole thing around. Now, many people are telling me, again, President Trump was doing these things. That's true. He was. And that's one of the reasons why I supported President Trump. There are many. That's one of them. Uh, President Trump understood the situation. He understands the situation. He was trying to bring, bring back jobs, bring back manufacturing, and do these things. But uh, a lot of these things were not done in the four years that he was president. And so we still need to discuss these matters. And... Um, some of these things are things that I think I've added that maybe weren't in the uh, plan of President Trump, although it was probably on his radar. 
Uh, but for the most part, he did these things or he was trying to initiate these things. So repatriating the U.S. dollar, that's a big one, pegging it back to gold. If we did that, we would no longer be a fiat currency. I think that people would look at the dollar and say, wow, it's backed by something. And it would give us so much more credibility and value. And it really doesn't matter the, the you know, I think gold would probably shoot up like a, you know, like a sky, it would skyrocket up if, if we did this because, you know, they could just set the, the, the gold price at whatever they want. So, I mean, right now, you know, it's around $2,000 or so an ounce, um, you know, give or take, but it would probably shoot up to five, six, maybe even 10 grand if they were to do this. So they can really set the tone as far as what the gold is worth. And then at that point, the dollar would be tradable and it would just, it would be worth something. It wouldn't be fiat. It wouldn't just be a floating paper currency backed by nothing. Right now, like I said, it's backed by the military. They say it's backed by the economy. You know, some people I've heard, especially, you know, people on the left, they say it's backed by the tech tech companies. I don't know how that that relates to that. I mean, the tech companies are tanking right now. So what say you now? Um, you know, so most people would agree it's the military and oil, although they're doing all these bilateral trade deals, you know, out, uh, you know now outside of, U.S. dollars. So, you know, China's using the yuan to buy uh, oil now from Russia and other countries. I mean, they're just doing bilateral trade deals, you know, their currency and then the other currency of the country. There's no dollar in the middle anymore for some of these trade deals that they're doing. And Saudi Arabia has now joined this group as well, which they're the holders of the petrodollar. So what does that say about the petrodollar? I mean, the days of the petrodollar are numbered but I think what's happening, and you can listen to Catherine Austin Fitz and, you know, other experts in the field, uh, you know, uh, Peter Schiff, you know, they'll tell you, I think it's just right now they're they're in the process of a transfer, but it hasn't been initiated 100% yet. I mean, it's in process, but uh, where are they going? It looks like they're going to these digital currencies. I talk about them, the CBDC, was it Central Bank, uh, Central Bank Digital Currencies? And they're saying they're not going to get rid of paper money, but to me, from what I'm seeing, it sure seems like they're moving in a new direction here towards digital currency and away from paper money. And this is probably also going to be a major shift in the way that we buy and sell, which as a pastor, of course, that's concerning because it certainly looks like they could turn off your your ability to buy, which is what the Bible says. So should we be talking about that? Should pastors, should churches, should Christians, should this be on our radar? Should we be like, hey, um, this is kind of a problem? So that's why I'm talking about it. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Doom and Gloom here because I do, and I'll tell you in the in the last segment of the show that I have tremendous hope in this whole thing. But if we repatriated the U.S. dollar and pegged it back to gold, that would instantly give it uh, something that backs it. And um, number two, which is right in line with that, is get rid of the Fed. Why do we need the Fed? The Fed is a private entity. It's not part of our government. It's, it's a private company or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's a, the private central bank or... Uh, and, and so a lot of these, you know, private Western central bankers are the ones that people refer to as the cabal or part of the cabal. And, and and the private Western central bankers are the ones that have put all these countries in so much debt. And it's, you're never able to repay it. It's a, basically a major Ponzi scheme. And this is what's caused the problem. If you look back to, you know, the fifties, I mean, only one person in the house had to work, you know, $10 would get you a lot. You could buy a car for a couple thousand. You could buy a house for under a hundred thousand. You know, at that time, Americans had a much better quality of life. They didn't have to work so hard. Although America's Americans have been hard workers. But what I'm saying is you didn't have to have two, three jobs. You didn't have to have everybody in the house working. 
there was less inflation at the time. And then, you know, the 60s and then the 70s, and then all of a sudden, you know, you had to get the wives involved and more people had to enter the workforce. And then, you know, eventually in the 80s, you know, it became uh, people were starting to borrow more. And it's just, it's been a progression, you know, the 90s, and they're really going into, you know, no savings anymore. Uh, and then in the, you know, the new century here, it's been people having to go into massive amounts of debt and, and basically finance everything. And uh, the quality of life has gone down. Some people I know have two, three jobs and then their spouse has two, three jobs and they still can't make ends meet because the dollar has lost so much value. So this is what I'm saying when I refer to the hockey stick moment where we're now reaching that moment where if they keep raising interest rates and they're trying to fight the inflation by raising interest rates, if they continue to do this at some point, we're not going to be able to even pay the interest on the debt. And that's where you go into either you have to print more money or you basically have a collapse. So we are on the cusp of there has to be a radical moment here where, you know, sober minded leaders get together and say, okay, we end the fed, we repatriate the dollar, we peg it back to gold, you know, and then, okay, let's go to number three, ceasefire in Ukraine. What in the world are we fighting for in Ukraine? Can anybody tell me? I understand for the, the country, we don't want Russia getting into Ukraine and taking over the country. You know, we've got to protect the people of Ukraine. That's what people tell you, you know, Zelensky and all this stuff. But if you look at this, we're not even protecting our own U.S. southern border. We have a basic invasion going on in our southern border where all these military-aged men are coming over and who knows where they're coming from. And you think we would have learned our lesson after 9-11, supposedly from what happened then, which, again, we can get into that another day. But, I mean, from the terrorist cells and all the stuff that they were, I mean, they went to this whole war on terror for how many years? The longest war in American history in Afghanistan, the war in Iraq, all the stuff on, you know, that we went through for years on that war on terror, the Bushes. And then we find out, you know, the, remember the weapons of mass destruction and all that, how they connected, how, how did they connect it back to Iraq from, from Saddam Hussein? You know, what, where was the connection there with Osama bin Laden? I, you know, no one really ever asked these questions. But how, how did the one connect with the other, you know? I mean, one minute we're seeing the trade you know, center getting bombed and, and falling down, and the next minute we're in Iraq. What's the connection there? So, you know, they said they had the weapons of mass destruction, and, you know, you had Cheney and all those guys out there, and Colin Powell, and remember that time? And now, look, you know, we look back in, in the lens of history. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but you're like, that was all a bunch of nonsense. It was all a, a, a big scheme, a, a big corrupt scheme. And so now, you know, people are getting tired of this stuff. And that's why there's all these people speaking out about it because we're just like, what in the world? You know, when is there going to be some, some accountability here? But with Ukraine, it's like, I understand, obviously we, we want to protect people. We don't want to see people hurt, but this is, this has been a civil war in that country for a while. Anyways, there was the uh, people that, that are ethnically Russian, you know, the separatists. And then there was the Ukrainian people and they were kind of in their own civil war. And this has been a disputed area for many, many years, all the way back to Prussia. And, and many people consider parts of Ukraine part of Russia. And so this has been an internal struggle. Why in the world are we about to go to nuclear war over this? And, I mean, we, you know, it could get to that point. And, and we're also seeing a major disruption. I mean, just coming out of COVID and we just ended the war in Afghanistan, the way they ended it was absolutely awful. The most botched possible way to make America look so weak on the world stage. So don't don't even get me started. All right, listen, we have a, a commercial break we got to go to right now. Go to our website, toddcoconato.com or pastortodd.org. 
and we will be right back with the Todd Coke Now Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Todd Coconato here. We're back. Todd Coconato Show, PastorTodd.org, Real Talk Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We appreciate you. We appreciate the Ellis's. We appreciate 93.3 FM. And we're so thankful that you allow us to be on here speaking freely because freedom of speech is so important. So uh, I'm going through 10 things. I'm hoping to get through them. This is a 14-minute segment here, so I think I can get through a lot on this one. Uh, but number one was repatriating the U.S. dollar, pegging it back to gold. That's a no-brainer, so it's not a fiat currency. Ending the Fed, the private Western Central Bank. We don't need private Western Central Banks. Take it back in-house. I mean, this is ridiculous. Why do we have a private Western Central Bank uh, that's basically a major Ponzi scheme on a world stage and causes infinite debt, and it's something that we can never repay, and the debt just keeps getting more and more. It's so ridiculous. And at some point, there has to be an end to this. And that's basically what we're coming close to now. And this is, this is why people are talking about this finally, but not enough people. And most people don't understand what to do and how to hedge and protect themselves. And we'll get to that very shortly here because I think that's very important. Uh, so number three, of course, was to immediately seek a ceasefire in Ukraine by giving Russia the land they've already annexed. They've already taken it, friends. And, and cease all military action on both sides with a mutual agreement that no additional land will be taken by Russia. I posted about this on my Facebook page. If you want to read it, it's also on remnant.news. And I get into why I would do this. People say, why would you just give Russia the land? This thing is a civil war, friends, like I've been saying. It's it's a civil war that's been going on. And and we, we shouldn't even be getting involved. And the fact that we're going to this level and spending billions and billions of dollars when we can't even protect our own southern border, it makes absolutely no sense. And I don't know about you, but I, I would prefer to end the war versus having a, a nuclear exchange, you know? And so that that's what they're pushing towards, these globalists, which they're really psychopaths. And these people in these regions of, of Ukraine where they've already been uh, annexed by Russia, these are ethnic Russians. These are separatists. These are people that want to be part of Russia for the most part. So, you know, and if they don't, they can leave. Uh, but, you know, would you want to go to a world war over this? Is that what people are suggesting we do? I mean, the left is, and a lot of the uh, the warmongers and the neocons want to as well. So that would be my solution. I go into it much more in depth in a post on remnant.news that you can look into. Uh, but that, that would stop the instability in the energy sector in Europe, and that's uh, reverberating throughout the world. It would also stop a lot of the food challenges that we're having because uh, a lot of Ukraine is a breadbasket for Europe, and uh, they produce a lot of grain and different things in that part of the world. And so there's a lot of repercussions and ramifications from this war. And this would be a very easy solution. Putin would save face and uh, the West would be able to claim a victory as well. And it would be done. And that's what we should be looking for instead of escalating this thing. And this thing is having all different types of, re- like I said, reverberations because now the BRICS nations are coming together closer. Now you see a more of a, an alliance between Russia and China. I mean, it just keeps advancing away from the United States and nothing is good for us. There's not one thing that I've seen that's positive for the United States other than the dollar is a safe haven. That's only because the rest of the world is so unstable. But that doesn't mean that we're not seeing inflation here in the United States and that the you know there's still major, major issues. So, okay, next, uh, open the Keystone XL pipeline. That's a no-brainer, okay? We were energy independent under President Donald Trump. 
Uh, now we are once again relying on foreign adversaries and basically bowing down to them and begging them. And they're basically, you know, laughing at us and mocking us like Saudi Arabia. Um, number five, open Anwar and allow the U.S. to drill and be energy independent. Again, drill, drill, drill. If we could be the world's biggest oil producer, instead of all this green nonsense, uh, we would actually have a balanced trade. Could you imagine that? A balanced trade? And if the U.S. is going to lose the global reserve, we have to have a balanced trade. There needs to be like a grown-up in the room that understands we can't keep running a major trade deficit, especially if we lose the global reserve. How silly is that? Um, number six, uh, tariff Chinese goods. This is something President Trump understood. We are buying almost everything on your Walmart shelves and Target and all these companies is from China. You know, we get all this stuff from China where they make it super cheap in these sweatshops, a lot of the stuff, and, and the American consumer buys it and we send them dollars and they send us goods. And there's a major trade imbalance with China and we need to bring back jobs and manufacturing to the United States. So you got to tear off these Chinese goods to make it uh, more competitive for American companies. And that goes right in number seven, open U.S. factories and resume domestic production of durable goods. Hello, no brainer. Anybody with any type of uh, skill set in the economic world would say that, yes, of course, we've got to do this. We've got to have jobs in the United States. We've got to have factories in the United States. We've got to have production in the United States. We've got to have a manufacturing sector. They've been hollowing out our manufacturing sector for decades. They've been sending it, all these globalists that, you know, they, they call us Christian nationalists. Ooh, Christian nationalist. Yeah, so what's the opposite of Christian nationalist? Are you an atheist globalist? Is that supposed to be a good thing? You hate the country and you have no moral compass and you're basically lawless and we're supposed to feel intimidated by you calling us a Christian nationalist? Like that's a bad word or something? Like we're supposed to back off? I mean, this is ridiculous. And yet people are buying into this nonsense, these weaponized words like conspiracy theories that they use to, to shut people up. You got to go along with the, the mainstream narrative. Otherwise, we're going to shut you up and censor you and silence you and you know give you a social credit score and take away all your stuff. This is what it's become. It's insane. And why aren't more people speaking out about this? So tear off those Chinese goods, open the U.S. factories, resume domestic production of durable goods. Oh, and shrink the government. Number eight, shrink the government. We don't need more government. Government is not our God. In fact, our founders believed that we had inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That these rights were given to us by God because they are. That's freedom. That's true freedom. The people that, that you know, the founders understood this. They understood that we, we had these inherent rights given to us by God. The founders initiated the Aiken Bible, which was the first printed American Bible. And, and people talk about separation of church and state. Well, why did our Congress approve a Bible? Why were the people in the Continental Congress literally praying to Jesus? You know, why, weren't, why were most of those people Christians? There wasn't any separation. They just, I mean, we're not a theocracy. We're not trying to be a theocracy, but it's okay to consider ourselves a Christian nation. That's who we are. That's how we were founded. I mean, what's wrong with that? Why is Christian a bad thing? I mean, if you're a real Christian, at least you have a moral compass. At least there's a set of laws and rules and a way that society functions and not only functions, but thrives. That's why America's thrived because we made a covenant with God. 
And now these leftist, I'll call them uh, atheist globalists, since they like to call us Christian nationalists, the atheist globalists, well, what's what's good about their policies? They want to get a bunch of kids in front of a, you know, a, a transvestite story hour. That's where they're going, you know, and have men in women's bathrooms and say that men can have babies and, you know, all the, all the nonsense that people can be cats and that's okay. That's, you know, there was a time when people would call that what it is demonic because that's what it is. But nowadays, if you call it demonic, somebody's going to shut you down, cancel you, go after you, call you all kinds of weaponized names, go after your finances, go after your, your prominence, your ministry, everything. And that's why we, we need Dietrich Bonhoeffer's. We can't let history repeat itself, ladies and gentlemen. So important. Shrink government, less government, not more. Number nine, um, greatly lessen foreign aid packages. Again, President Trump was doing this. He was lessening the foreign aid packages because why are we giving all this money to all these countries? What about our country? What about rebuilding our infrastructure? What about taking care of our veterans? You know, why, why are people in America suffering so much that, that parts of our country look like the third world? And, and why is it bad to love America? Why is it bad to stand for the national anthem and, and you know, salute the flag? I mean, why, you know, put your hand over your heart. Why is that bad? Why has that become a bad thing? Well, it's become a bad thing because the leftists are not, are not Democrats. They're not, you know, Kennedy liberals. What they are is they're communists. They're Marxists. And they want to take away your freedom and they want to take away your freedom of religion. And, and there's a lot of people that are charlatans out there that are selling you a bill of goods instead of telling you the truth. And I get a lot of heat and please help us. I get a lot of heat and we need your support. There's very few voices out here that are willing to speak the truth. So number 10 is end the Paris Climate Accord and anything with the new Green Deal. All these new policies that they're rolling out, new Green Deal nonsense. You know, trying to charge us for our carbon footprint and all this, you know, tap and, and, and you know, was it cap and trade or whatever, cap and tax, all that stuff that they're trying to do. These things have to end. If these 10 points were enacted immediately, we would see an economic boom. We'd be like in the roaring 20s. So don't tell me they can't fix the current problems. They still could. They don't want to. They don't want to because we're going right towards the World Economic Forum strategy where the U.S. will be one of many and you got a guy like Barack Hussein Obama that goes around on his apology tour and bowing to everybody and they put him at the, at the very back. You know, he looks like, you know, the weakest person ever on the world stage and, and Biden, even weaker. And, and our people are laughing. We've become a laughing stock in such a short period of time where President Trump w- was leading around the world. He was leading. And, and then there's people even on our side that don't like President Trump because of his mean tweets. Get over it. We were in a much better situation than we are right now. So I told you towards the end of the program, we're going to get into this a little bit more in the next segment. But what can you do? What can we do when we hear these things? Well, first of all, we can get behind America first candidates. We can vote. You know, we're coming up into a midterm here. That's very important midterm. And there's people saying, well, don't even vote because the system is rigged. I get it. Trust me. I understand we fought for voter integrity substantially over the course of the last two years, but that doesn't mean you don't vote. Even people in communist countries still vote. Do your part. Do what you can. Show up. You know, become a poll worker. Get involved. If every single Christian, Bible-believing Christian in this nation voted, we'd be in a much different place. 
We can overwhelm their system and we can show up. We've got to do our part and show up. Many people have chose to run for office. There's many people I know that have ran for office. Kudos to you. Uh, There's people that are in supporting roles of those people. There's people that are helping fund those people. All that stuff is important. We can't give up. We can't lose focus and hope and just give in. That's what they want us to do. They want us to just throw the election. They want us to just say, oh, just don't even vote. The thing's all rigged. I mean, listen, I understand. I understand the whole concept, but we still got to vote, friends. Don't listen to those people that are telling you don't don't vote. Of course you got to vote. You got to vote, get your family out. Everybody stand up, do your part. We're in a midterm election. We're, we're less than a month away now or, you know, close to a month away. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's now or never. And uh, if we don't win the House and the Senate, then these crazy policies are going to be pushed forward. And I really believe they're going to take the gloves off on the left. They're going to, they're going to just go full throttle with their agenda. And I don't know if there's turning back from that. And so, uh, but there is hope. Uh, the hope is found in Jesus Christ. He is our eternal hope. We can't get so caught up in this stuff that we lose focus of our faith. That is the most important thing. Uh, there are people that are buying gold and silver. We have a way that you can do that on our website, toddcoconado.com or pastortodd.org. And you can go onto the store there and it'll uh, redirect you to remnant.news, the store there. And um, we have a, a, a partner that you can buy gold from that's a trusted resource. And uh, I, I would love if you could do that because you could help us support the program, but it also sets you up for success because that's real money. And so I highly encourage every remnant warrior to hold gold and precious metals. You say, well, Pastor Todd, I can't afford it. Listen, a silver coin is like 20 something dollars. You know, maybe hold out on a couple of coffees this week and buy some silver, but I think it's wisdom. So, um, all right, listen, I got to go to another break and then the last segment will be encouraging. I promise you. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Pastor Todd Coconato. We'll be right back. All right. That's what I'm saying. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. I wish I could be a little more encouraging today. I would love to. And uh, I'm going to spend this segment being encouraging, but you know, we got to be real too, though, you know, because a lot of people just want their ears tickled, you know, and I'm just going to be honest. I love you too much to lie to you. You know, I, I can't sit here and, and promise you that everything's just going to get better. I do believe that we're going to see revival. I think we're already seeing it. You know, a lot of people are waking up all around the country as we go around and, uh, you know, there's some amazing gatherings that are happening uh, where we're seeing the Lord moving and people getting delivered and healed and set free. And so, these are all things that I'm all for, and as a minister of the gospel that I do, um, I partake in. Of course, it's the Holy Spirit that does it. It's God that does it, not me. But what I'm saying is I would love just to do just that, but we're in a very interesting time. We're at an apex moment in history. We're at a critical juncture, and that's why I laid out these 10 things today because I want to show people, look, we could turn this around tomorrow if we had sober leadership. If we had people that didn't have a nefarious agenda, if we didn't have globalists and people that were pushing us towards something that we, the people, don't want. And the thing is, when they take away freedom, it's often not given back without a war. It's often not given back without having to pay a very high cost. And they are taking away freedoms consistently. And at the Religious Liberty Coalition, by the way, we're fighting to stand for religious liberty and freedom in the United States of America. I'm the president of that organization. It's at www.rlcus.org. 
And we, we fight for religious liberty. We fight for Christian business owners. We fight for churches, pastors, fivefold ministry people, parachurch organizations, Christians. And uh, we would even fight for somebody who's not a Christian if, if they were being attacked from a religious liberty standpoint because that's how much we believe in religious freedom. We're not trying to push a theocracy here. I know the left wants you to think that. And we're not trying to take over the government and, and say that, you know, the president of the United States has to be a pastor or something. I, that's why I supported Donald Trump. Was he a pastor? No. Was he a, was he a businessman that was kind of, you know, spoke things that people probably in church would be like, oh my gosh, you know, the religious folk. I mean, but the thing is, is that he stood for the 10 things that I talked about today and many other things, religious liberty, freedom, America first policies. You know, people say, oh, well, you, know, you can't be America first. Why? We're, we're Americans. If I was in Brazil, I'd say Brazil first. Like anybody that's in charge of a country should be for that country. And I'm not a globalist because I don't believe in a one world global government. That's, that's ridiculous. Think of the danger of having a one world global government. It's a total control system. And by the way, they're not going to have the constitution like we have now. If you think that you're in la la land. You're going to lose freedoms. You're going to lose your ability to speak freely. They can shut you down and shut you up just like they do on Facebook with your money, with your mobility, with your faith. This is what they're trying to push. And they're going to lie to you and tell you, oh, no, that's not what we're trying to do. Of course, they're going to tell you that. They never tell you, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, we're going to take away your freedoms. Come on. You know, the devil doesn't just knock at the door with a red suit on and horns. He comes as an angel of light. And this, you say, well, why does a pastor care about this? Well, because I want to be able to, I don't want to have an underground church. Now, I know that in some countries like China and others, they have an underground church and there's actually a move of God that's happening. Well, yeah, because when people get so desperate and they're, they're in such tyranny, they tend to turn to God. But why do we have to wait till that here in America? Why can't we have a move of God now? Why can't we realize that we need to restore the foundations now? Why do we wait until it's so dire that we lose all of our freedoms and all of our abilities that, that our founders and, and so many people over the, the course of the American story have fought for in wars and died for our freedoms to, to protect these liberties and these freedoms. And America is meant to be that shining city on a hill. And I do love this country. That doesn't make me a bad person because I love my country that I was born in, that I've been able to enjoy a, a, a good life, where I've been able to have freedoms and I've watched people around the world. I've traveled around the world and I've seen the other countries and the other systems that they have. And I, I say, no, I love America. I love the freedom, freedom of religion and all the different freedoms that we enjoy that are now being challenged and quickly being taken away. And they could use an economic event to take away those freedoms. And I believe that's their agenda. And so that's why I'm sounding the alarm. And many of you get it. I know you get it. That's why you listen to the program. But you say, well, what can I do? So we, we offered some solutions. But I want to talk to you about that again. Well, first of all, on a personal level, I do recommend you get gold and silver. I think it's important because it's real money and it never lost its value in the history of the world. And so I think that's important. And you can go to my website. Uh, you can actually go to remnant.news remnant.news and go right on the store there and we have a a gold dealer that we work with and that would be a, a blessing to you and us uh, but there's many other things you can do you can have storable food you can have water um, you can build a community 
you know, where there's people that live near you or people that, you know, you can, you can help each other out. Should there be a, a tragic situation in our country? Um, you can, you can grow food. I know many churches now that are growing food. That's pretty amazing. Churches are growing food. It's actually happening right now. That's wisdom. Many people have storable food. You can buy storable food at remnant.food. I'm sorry, uh, remnantfood.com, remnantfood.com, remnantfood.com. You can buy storable food there, and that's wise to have, and have water on hand. You might want to have a little bit of gasoline, some fuel. Just be prepared. Prepare yourself. Have cash on hand in case the banks were to shut down. We never know what these people are going to do next, but being prepared is wisdom. So that's number one. Make sure you have your house in order. Make sure you're prepared. From a spiritual standpoint, I'd say, you know, close doors of sin in your life. Get serious about your faith. This is a time to be sober-minded, serious about your faith. It's not a time to be messing around. It's not a time to be looking at pornography. It's not a time to be cheating on your spouse. It's not a time to be messing around in things of the world, doing drugs and alcohol and just, you know, being totally oblivious to this situation. We have to be agile. We have to be sober-minded and we got to be prayed up. And here's the, here's the last thing I'll, I'll add today. You know, we operate in God's economy, not this fallen world Babylon system. And we have to come out from among them. That's what the word of God says, come out from among them. And I believe this is a time where God is challenging his church to come out of this Babylon system in its entirety, to build alternative ecosystems, to, to have alternatives to these Babylon companies, these, these woke corporations, these, these companies that want you to kill your babies and they want you to you know, put poison in your body and they force you to do these things. And they, you know, we got to stand up and say no. And that's why we got to look for companies that are willing to give that freedom that we once had. You know, you don't have to get the Fauci ouchy. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to capitulate. You don't have to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar. This is extremely important. Alternative ecosystems coming out from among them. And if you're a tither, and I don't, you know, for years, I barely even talked about Tithe because I know so many people have abused this and they're flying around in all these private jets and living in mansions and, and you know, on, on the back of the believers. I'm not talking about the people that have multiple businesses and have invested in their entrepreneurs, but also pastors. I'm talking about just people that have just abused the system. And trust me, those people are going to have to answer to the Lord. But the reason why I talk about tithing more now is because I want you to have that insurance policy on your finances. By the way, you don't even have to give to this ministry. Just give to your ministry, whatever, you know, the church that you belong to or tie to, to a, a charitable cause that, that you really believe in. But tithing is important. It, it, tithing is bringing the 10% that's God's to the storehouse and he will reward you. You can't outgive God and, and it protects your finances. It's an insurance policy on your finances as we are in this very turbulent time. There are things that we can do. If you have a business, a small business, start having a Bible study there. Do something. Just There's so many different things that God is putting on Christians' hearts in this hour. Be a person of vision. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Stand on the truth. God is in control, yes, but we also have to do our part. Don't give in to the lies of this hour. You know, realize that, that there's a dark way to go and then there's the, the right way to go. It's, it's a battle of light versus darkness. And we are on the winning team. And we are standing for religious liberty and freedom. And we are standing for the Constitution. And most of all, we're standing for the truth of the Word of God because it's the truth that sets the captive free. Don't be discouraged. Don't grow weary in doing good. 
Know that God is with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us and he'll never forsake us. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. We love you guys. We bless you. PastorTodd.org. And we'll be back next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another episode down here. And uh, thank you for bearing with me. I know it's kind of hard when I talk about these things instead of encouragement because so many of us need encouragement right now. Uh, But this ministry is determined to stand for the entirety of truth and also offer offer solutions and action. We want to be actionable. We're not just people that are out here, you know, talking about all the problems. We want to say, hey, here's a solution. Here's certain things we can do. We can get involved. We We can take back the territory for the kingdom of God. So these are the things that we're working on. We're extremely, extremely busy. And I thank you so much for your prayers and your intercession and your financial support. You can go to toddcoconado.com slash give, toddcoconado.com slash give. We desperately need your help in this battle that we're in. We are fighting for the soul of this country. We are standing. We're not going to back down. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless.